Welcome back to We Are Utah Podcast, where we bring you weekly episodes of the best in the Beehive State. Simply put, this is where we live. And this is where you stay connected. Stay connected. Because together, we We are are Utah. Utah. And now your hosts, Jordan Wheeler and Braden Floyd. And now your hosts. What's Hi. up? Hi, Braden. What's up, dude? How are you? Welcome back to my house. I know, dude. Welcome <laughs> to your house. Like I said, I love your view. So Yeah. We love nice. it, too. Oh, yeah. So, <sighs> social acts. Social acts, dude. Um, things are busy, man. We had a great January. Was it today's February 1? Yeah, today's Feb 1, dude. January oh, yeah. started rough in Salt Lake because they did that mask mandate. And yeah. people were losing their minds about it, dude, because like, they were, like, mad that they had to wear a hard time. Yeah, they're giving a hard, hard time. And so... And we literally saw a decrease in sales the first two weeks. Like, people just weren't coming. From the and then they got rid of it. And then, we, like, the last two weeks, too, we blew the doors off the place. It was crazy. So, That's crazy how much that can control. Yeah. That. Yeah. It's nuts. But it's been a good... And then Ogden did great. So we're I saw your little the TikTok on the, the, year. the Born in the Dark. Yeah, you like that video? <laughs> yeah. Dude, so we're trying to do TikToks. Like, every Sunday, I got, I got this guy. His name's Alfie that works for me now that does an awesome job on our social media. He's way good. Yeah. And... I just told him, I was like, let's just start meeting every Sunday and just do whatever's popular on TikTok. Like, we just got to figure out a way to spin that, and yeah. hopefully one goes viral one day. Nothing has yet. We're lucky if we get, like, 1,500 views, but That's we'll take it. That's what I did. I did a, a, well, a stupid one where, like, you can record in slow motion so you hear the music, mm-hmm. and then it, like, sped up. Yeah. But I just what? did one with my kids, and that was, like, my top TikTok. Yeah, dude. Like, That's so dumb. That was cool. Did you see the one I did with the Oculus? That one That one did, like, 800 views, like, in, like, an hour. It was great. Really? It's because I look like, look like an idiot. Oh, with your boxing hair? Boxing with my... No, not the picture. I did a video of me oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. on it. Yeah, I saw that one. But no, I'm trying my best to be on my social media a lot more for this year. And so, so far, things are going better. I'm up like a whole 10 followers on Instagram. So that's right great. <laughs> um, what's up with you, dude? I know you were showing houses. We tried to do podcasts last week and you were like, basically yeah. told me to peace out. Can't make I was showing happen. houses. Um, and What's it like out there, bro? There's nothing out there, really. And then... Like low inventory or everything's yeah, just low too inventory. Both. But the thing is, is like even we we're trying to show houses. I'm like, hey, we can go look at this one tomorrow at ten, and then the next morning the agent's like, hey, it's already oh. under contract. I'm yeah. like, we'll have to update the site. Yeah, no, but I mean, it, yeah, it's just it's just fast. So we're hoping that you know, spring, the next couple months, I there's more stuff coming on, which mm-hmm. is good. So. I'm still, my mindset is still just finding my first investment. So I've been looking at that and like multi-unit. I've been looking at the ones I sent you for commercial and it's kind of like the same thing. There's not, not not a ton. So hopefully it picks up here. Nice. Um, We have our special guest. Yeah. uh, This is my neighbor. Actually, I met him at my ward. Um, Actually, we, we first connected on facebook because i asked you about who we should get for internet i went to school with your wife at they call it enzyme college now is ldsbc so he is the owner of elmwood landscaping if you are driving on 89 by weber canyon it's right before you hit the hill if you look to the right you can see his signs Um, he's been doing this for two years and then he's also interested in investment properties. We've talked a little bit about one that he was looking at in Florida. So his name is Jeremy Vi, 
and he is partying with us today. Hey guys, what's happening? What's up, bud? How are you? Oh, not much. Thanks for uh, having me join you guys today. Yeah. yeah. So landscaping. I did landscaping for a small company. Is T- TRM Terry, and he does like condo units. But why did you get into landscaping? Oh man, good question. Goes back a long ways. Back to my high school days when um, I was trying to make some money on the side and I didn't know what to do. So I was like, hey, look, I know how to mow some grass. So I just started <laughs> getting more more lawns and then I was like, you know what, this isn't that bad. So I found out and gained my skill set and learned how to do other things. So yeah. that's brought me to where I am today. Nice, dude. So what all do you offer with landscaping? Because I know that can be so broad. Like you do yep. sprinklers... <laughs> Obviously, lawns. What like anything else? Do you like uh, cool rock? What's the word I'm looking for? Rock cool. features. Yeah, rock features and stuff yeah. too. Yeah. So we uh, now we mainly focus on landscape construction. Okay. Um, in the past, we focused on like residential, but we've kind of migrated away from that. Now we only perform commercial maintenance, um, so like HOAs and apartment complexes, as far as grass cutting goes. Um, but then our the residential sector we're focusing on is like landscape construction and renovation. So nice. we're the guys building the patios, building the retaining walls, nice. uh, you know, putting cool lighting in and stuff like that. So do you have like a boatload of equipment then? You got like big tractors and whatnot or? Yeah, I have uh, some equipment yeah. now. And yeah, I'm, you uh, can see it when you go back <laughs> on 89. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Talking awesome. to the bank, we're going to buy some more this year. So nice. Yep. It's business booming right now. I'm guessing with the housing market, you're probably hand in hand, right? It's crazy. It's like uh, <clears throat> we had a break over Christmas, and uh, now it's like spring. <laughs> That's <laughs> so. awesome, dude. Yeah, I saw your. I saw it. It wasn't a TikTok. It was your Instagram. You guys building like those stairs up to yep. that big house. Yep. How long does it take for a project like that? And do you personally design that, or does does the the owner come and say, Hey, here's what we want. And then you're like, yeah, we can make it happen. What's the process? Good question. So usually the owner comes to us and says, Hey, I want to, uh, you know, build something. They might have an idea of a feature they want. In that case, the lady, uh, she lives on a corner and she wanted to increase the curb appeal of her house. That hill didn't really do anything for her. And so she had thought about putting some type of staircase in. I said, Hey, let's build it out of slab rock. She loved it, showed her some pictures and that's how it kind of came to be. Oh, man, your staff probably hates you on those days, though, huh? They're like, you had to pick rock. <laughs> They're out there lifting yeah. it. I always say that because that's I, when I was in high school, I did the same thing, and I worked for a guy that did landscaping, and he always did rock stuff. And I was just like, dude, no. That's, no. Why, we, that's why we got the big machines, man. <laughs> he didn't have them. That was the problem. It was like, hey, let's get six of us over here and lift this thing. And I'm like, I quit. I'm out. I yep. can't do it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Work smarter, not harder. Exactly, right? That's so cool. you started off mowing residential stuff. Yep. and then. How, like what give us the process of how it grew slowly it was just like okay i'm gonna go like big big stuff get a bunch of equipment and go big time or, or did, did you, you have slowly like, ramp up like yeah or did you have like another plan and then it just turned into landscaping was what you so i actually love i love telling the story okay let's so see. okay cool high school um i got my first job 15 i worked with a buddy he also owned a lawn mowing company and he mowed about um, probably like 20 lawns, 25 lawns. And so I was his only guy. You know, we just worked together two days a week, mowed these lawns. And uh, I loved working with him. Uh, first season went by. He was meticulous. He was like, make sure the lines are straight. Yeah. If the lines weren't straight, he made me mow it again. Um, like the just the mow lines. Yeah, yeah. You know, you drive by those commercial properties and you see those big lines. Yeah, yeah he yeah. was like, they need to be perfectly straight. <laughs> so 
That's a Ta- real thing. I tried doing that in, in like when I had a lawn in my first house, and then I was just like, I don't care anymore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah same here. I'm that way. In Anyways. the landscape industry, that is the thing to do. Like, yeah. if you don't stripe the lawn, you're not doing your job right. Yeah, that makes sense. Makes sense. <laughs> so, um, fast forward next year, he tells me he's not going to mow lawns anymore, and I'm like, well, I'm 16 now. Um, I don't really have any interest in doing any of these typical 16 year old jobs. So. I hit up my buddy and I was like, hey, why don't we mow lawns together? And he was like, well, how are we going to do this? So I borrowed my dad's truck, borrowed his dad's lawnmower, and we bought a trailer together, started mowing lawns. Sweet. So we did that until I left on my mission. That company grew seven, when I was 17, 18, 19, so about three years. Yeah. And we kind of migrated into doing like more cleanups and more lawn mowing. We had like 55 lawns. When I left on my mission. That Dang. Was, so. That's quite a few. So That's awesome. Yeah. What, is that a full week's work? Like, it, did oh, you yeah. guys, yeah? There was three of us for a full week mowing everything. Just crack of dawn, right? 5 a.m.? Get hot not or that what? early. Not that. <laughs> Dude, I worked, I'm not that I, motivated. I worked at the guy that had, I was working for, he had us up at 5 because he yeah. wanted us. Because he was with us, and he did not want to mow into the heat Mowing of the day. while the grass yeah. is wet. Yeah, so it was like, we got to get up early before the sun comes up. And like, with summers we have here, it Who makes sense. Who did you work, work for I can't remember his name. It's, I had the funniest story, dude, because I worked for one guy. I can't remember the guy's name. It was Brandon, I think. He doesn't do it anymore, I don't think so. I think he went down the wrong path in life, yeah, but yeah. whatever. <laughs> um, then I went and started doing windshields, right? I was doing windshields in high school, uh, like AA Autoglass or something like that. And one of the guys I was working with had it on the side, was doing lawns. And he was like, dude, come mow lawns with us. I was like, all right. So I came and did lawns in the morning, and then I go do windshields in the afternoon. Well, I got Corey and Tucker jo- a job, like Tucker Reed and Corey Ellis. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I got them a job there, dude. Dude, they stole his business. They straight up were like, because he hired them, and I went back to just doing full-time auto glass, and he hired those two to take over when I went back to full-time auto glass. Yeah. And he had them out mowing on their own, okay? Like, he wasn't with them. Oh, so he, they took They straight up clients. took his clients and everything. They were like, <laughs> we're going to do it ourselves. So Corey and Tucker did it for like two summers, <laughs> not with an actual business. They didn't open an LLC or anything. They just said... We're taking these customers, and they mowed the lawn under the Corey table. Tucker's for two years, lawn dude. business. Yeah, dude, it was hilarious. So do you? Anyways. Well, I'd imagine that most people have contracts. Do you have something like that? Because yeah, like yeah, yeah. for that <laughs> for that problem exactly. Right there, yeah. Seriously, it was like phone call. Corey and Tucker were like, "Hey, we're we bought our own lawn mowers. We're not going to mow for you anymore." <laughs> That's awesome. And all you these people all your like customers us too. More. So you no longer have a business, <laughs> yeah. dude. Holy I God. was like, "Are you kidding me?" It was hilarious, dude. That sounds yeah. like something Corey would do. Oh yeah, seriously. That's great. But anyway, so you were doing that. When did it move into the big the big stuff? Yeah, you, so you got home from your mission, and, yeah. and yep. it was... So got home from my mission. My business partner had agreed to run it while I was gone. <clears throat> that lasted like a year. And then he decided to get married, and he was like, yeah, I'm done mowing lawns. So we came back, uh, and I was pretty much like, look, let's just sell all these, this equipment and move on. So we sold everything. Yeah. Sold everything, made about... Seven thousand bucks, and I was Did like, "Did you well, sell the business with it too, or no, was so it we, you just sold the equipment?" Yeah, the business was practically dead at that point because your yeah, buddy yeah. gave it up while yeah. you were gone, huh? So for like a whole year, nothing really happened. Where was your mindset on that? Like, were you like, "Okay, landscaping isn't working"? Were you thinking other avenues, or I initially was, <clears throat> um, and so I was like, "You know, what am I going to do new?" I was like, "I'll get away from this lawn mowing business and be done with it." do something else and uh, I was going to wait to go to school for like nine months 
I don't know why I thought about doing that. Because then I was like, no, I'm just going to, I guess I'm going to live at my parents' house for nine months. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, "Hmm, I should have taken like a three month hiatus. We've all done it. We've all done it. Yeah. So I lasted like two or three months, tried getting a couple jobs, worked doing some random construction and stuff. I tried concrete for three days. Mm. Yeah. Didn't do that. That's all it takes. And then I was like, you know what? I know how to do sprinklers, so let's go back and do some sprinklers. So did some sprinkler systems, just rented equipment and everything, went to school that fall, and I got in with a builder. He was building um, seven spec homes, and it was like like a a month before I went to school. It was like November in Montana. You know, it's like seven degrees during the day. Yeah. <laughs> Just yeah. Kidding. <laughs> but the builder was like, Hey, I want somebody to put this sod down before it really freezes. And so I was like, I'll do it. It was like 25 degrees outside. Yeah. We're laying frozen sod. Oh my but he was like, man, thanks for coming and helping me. He's like in the springtime, if you want to do all these jobs, they're yours. And I was like, really? really? I was like, sure, I'll do it. So that laying winter, sod's tough too. It's a lot of work. It's Especially dirty. It's frozen. <laughs> yeah. Frozen. <laughs> He wanted it so that they wouldn't get all muddy everywhere when he was working on the houses. Right. So went to school that winter, um, and I was like, how am I going to do this? I was like, I don't own any equipment. I was like, I have a truck. That's pretty much all I had, and some, like, rakes and random small stuff. But um, I kind of figured out what I was going to charge him. I figured out I needed a piece of equipment because I was going to have to do, like, all this work. So I started shopping around, and this is the first time I kind of – dabbled in financing equipment to for work right so i found this uh crappy bobcat skid loader from a rental company in rexburg idaho it was like seven thousand bucks it was well used uh, <laughs> <Broke> in. <laughs> it's really broken <laughs> um so i was like you know i called my bank never had a loan before in my life i was like hey bank i want a loan they're like yeah. how much money you want i was like uh seven thousand dollars and then I want 400 bucks to pay my buddy to pick it up. <laughs> so they were, they were like, okay. So I got my loan for 7,500 bucks. And my buddy from Montana drove to Rexburg, picked up the machine for me because I was living in Utah at the time. Right. I'd never, I drove and looked at this thing one day and I was like, I'm buying it. That's awesome. <laughs> nice. So that was my fast start into landscape construction. And so the spring came around, got out of school in April, and I was pedal to the metal three days after i got home i was a little optimistic because in utah you know things are green in april sometimes yeah yeah yeah. montana things aren't green in april yeah (laughs) so started doing some work fast forward that summer did pretty good didn't really know what i was doing as far as like bidding probably didn't really make any money yeah um like yeah I'll do your yard for free. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> Practically. When you start, though, it's like everything's like, oh, I can do it for cheaper than that. Yeah, yeah. on everything, right. right? And then you start getting a few jobs, and you're like, okay, I can't keep doing it this yeah. cheap. Looking back now, I'm like, man, I should have charged four times what I did. Yeah, right. <laughs> but I just wanted the jobs. I was hungry. So so what, what's been the, the toughest part? And, like, I think most entrepreneurs kind of hit, like, a roadblock. And then I always think it's fascinating figuring out how other people – push through the roadblocks because we all hit them yep. and they can be demoralizing or uh, paralyzing at times. Um, do you mind sharing a story like that? Yeah. Um, this last year, 2021 was the year of roadblocks. Really? <laughs> of COVID? Yeah. COVID employees. Oh yeah. Um, well, like 
I was so excited that I was uh, able to do bigger projects now. Like I got a general contractor's license. I was like, I can build anything. Dude, that's awesome. Well, yeah, Jeremy can build anything, but Jeremy's employees can't build anything. <laughs> <laughs> so I definitely bit off more than I could chew uh, this last year. Dealt with a lot of angry customers. Oh, man. Um, and it was just a process of like working through myself and some of the things like I grew up, like being afraid that, you know, I wouldn't be able to succeed. <laughs> Sorry, I just got to fix this. So it keeps falling down. Oh, you're good. Okay, you can keep talking. So, <clears throat> I just don't want you to mess it up. No, no, you, it'll still get you. Yeah, it'll still get you. to keep falling on you. So, um, yeah, I was just super excited to see everything that was possible down here in Utah. You know, all the growth that's happening, the booming. Um, and, uh, you know, last year I had, like, I think it was 12000 bucks in my business bank account. I took out a loan, so I had some money to work with, and... In between that time, I had started a different company trying to get away from landscaping, landscaping and I got a, a corporate job trying to get away from landscaping, and turns out neither of those things worked. So <laughs> here I am, back at it. This time around, I think I've really figured it out, and I can see, like, in the past two years, I've grown a ton. Um, you know, this summer in particular, with all of the, like, material shortages that we had, posed the biggest problem for me. Yeah. Because I committed to do projects like in January, stuff. February, and I took money from people because I was like, hey, I got to buy equipment so I can do this work. Right. So I was like, hey, I'll sign a contract with you, take a deposit, and I'll use this money to purchase the equipment I need. Well, May comes around and we're seeing 40% increases in wood and oh, yeah, vinyl yeah. and and I've committed to do these projects and it's like, I'm not making any money anymore. Hey guys, I need more money from you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Customers don't like to hear that. No. <laughs> I know, and it's so crazy because it's like, how can they not? I Trust me, I would be upset too. I, I, I totally would. But at the same time, you have to look at the big picture. Like everything. It's like yeah. a 17% inflation right now. Like everything uh, is flying through the roof, and we're just all trying to do our best with it. So how do you but manage, I get it because you, you budget that, those though, things. Like your name's attached to your business. You, oh, yeah. you have a reputation. And so like... What do you do? I just had to learn to communicate expectations. Uh, in the beginning, I don't think customers were ready to see that because uh, I had most of that kickback in April, May, where okay. I, I had a guy specifically I worked with on his vinyl fence, and I told him, I was like, look, I mean, I bid your fence for 2200 bucks. I was like, the material alone now costs $2,300. And I was Holy like, cow. I still have to pay my guys to build this thing. Yeah. yeah, And I just tried to be honest with him. I was like, I'm not trying to to you know mess with you hustle you i was like i just don't want to lose money on it do you do do you like say hey i can give you your money back if you don't want it still or or were you just trying to figure it out yeah kind of like yeah i mean i I had to order the material six weeks away so he doesn't get the price increase till the midway yeah and it's hard because you know like I can't really give them a discount. Yeah. We didn't do anything. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's like, hey, if you want me to finish the project, this is how much it's going to cost. And I just, I'm trying to be an honest guy, you know? Yeah. And I'm, I just try to tell them, hey, you know, I didn't see this coming. You know, I just don't want to lose money. And I hope that you can work with me and we'll come to some, you know, mutual agreement. Right. That worked, but you can still tell there was some frustration. Of course. That's yeah. like home builders. You, there's uh, yeah. certain builders too that yeah. like honor their price, but then there's people building, and it's like, hey, well, remember that guy? Our in, price inflated. Remember that company in South Jordan that 
dropped 20, 20 new house contracts, he yeah. canceled them all. He said, they're all canceled because prices are through the roof and I'm increasing pricing. Yep. And then it's like, what the heck's the point of a contract? Yeah. You know what I mean? That's where I had the hard time with that. I'm like, they signed it. But to your point, like, if, you're, if your supply went up more than what the job was going to be, like, that's tough. Yeah. Well, and that's what I always tell people, too, that want to build. I'm like, just find the right builder because yeah. I've heard some horror, horror stories. stories. Yeah. yeah. Bad stuff. And so... I don't think builders are necessarily out to get anyone. I don't think no, so either. No. I think it's just the price increase is crazy. Yeah, and it's like, I'm not out to get them either. I'm just here to do a job. But, you know, Can't I also have a family free. to feed too. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, hey, work with me here. Yeah, we agreed to this price when I could do it for this price. Yeah. So I'm not trying to hustle anybody. I can't pay you to install your fence. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So did you have to... So what you kind of did, what kind of stuff did you put in play when this was going on? Did you get to the point where... You were quoting jobs and then changing contracts saying that prices could increase. So please, you know, if that happens, expect that. Or were you, like, trying to shorten your jobs? Because, like, me, if I quoted that fence, I'd be like, we've got to build that fence as fast as possible because the price yeah. might go up tomorrow. Yeah. Like, what was the what was some of the things you were battling with that to combat it, I guess? So um, changed some verbiage in our contract to where it said this is not a hard bid. It could fluctuate. Um that's all in the fine print down in the bottom. No one ever reads. But if I need to pull it out, I'm going to. Yeah. Yep. And then I also changed and said to a lot of people, I was like, we're not signing a contract. You're, you'll pay, pay us a deposit on an estimate. And I was like, we will re-estimate the project before we start. So if prices have increased, this may increase. And I just try to be upfront with them and say, it happened. Like, none of us saw it coming, but yeah. it happened. Yeah. So with your... With your contracts and deposits that you're doing now, how are you playing that? Is it you do an estimate and you're doing a percentage of that estimate is the deposit? Or are you doing like a flat rate? If you go do a job and they say, yes, it's like $500 deposit. Like what does that look like for customers that would be interested in hiring you right now, knowing that these kind of things can happen? Good question. Um, now this year, way more confident in our bidding, not as scared that prices are going to go up this year. Um, it seems like supply chains are getting better. So... Uh, we're not booking projects out as far as we did last year. Um, now what we're doing is um, essentially we'll sign a contract with a customer. And, and in our world, it's more holding your place because I have so many people that want to use us that I have to dedicate time to people that are going to pay for it up front, essentially. Right. Yeah. So in our contracts, um, we require a $1,000 deposit, which will essentially guarantee their spot on our calendar. And then... Um, Prior to the project start, we usually take another deposit to purchase all the materials. Yeah. So, so deposits are tough. We do deposits with us, and like fine print says, you cancel, you lose it. Yep. So what are you doing in that case? Is it Do you give them a time frame, like 30 days before? If you don't cancel within 30 days before or something like that, do you give them, or is it once they pay you, it's yours and yep. done? So done? The, the $1,000 deposit is non-refundable. From day one. Uh, from day one. As soon as it's paid. Yep. Um, if they choose to cancel the project for whatever reason throughout the project, um, essentially what we're doing is we're just prorating everything. Um, but money that's already been paid to us will not be refunded. Nice. So if gotcha. if we were to complete work, we would essentially complete it on a percentage basis and they would pay whatever percentage was completed. Fair enough. Yeah, that works. Yeah. So I'm thinking of like you ordering this material and then people like, I can't do it. Do you, have you had where you just have material laying there forever and are you usually able to find another job to use the material so i did make that mistake um 
but now I won't purchase any material until they pay the material deposit. And I've even had customers where they don't want to pay the deposit and I tell them, well, I'm not buying your material and you get pushed to the end now because you're pushing my schedule back. Right, right. Hardcore. So no one likes to see. I'm, I'm telling. But it's lessons I, he's learned last, yeah. last year. Like there I was a, imagine, there was a guy last summer not far from here up on Hillfield Road, and he would not sign the contract. And I was like, if you do not pay the deposit today, so I can buy these materials, I was like, we cannot start your project on yeah. Wednesday. Like yeah. it's not going to happen. We don't have anything to do the work. And he was like, well, I just don't feel comfortable doing that. And I was like, that's fine. Like it's a written in a contract. If you don't trust me, find someone else. Yeah, I think yeah. that a lot of that comes from five years ago. It was everything was inexpensive. It was easy to get mm-hmm. things done. And now supply chain problems, staffing problems, all this other stuff where companies, I feel like yourself, like yourself and other companies are like coming in saying, this is what it is. It's a pay to play game right now. There's not much of the, the leniency. Like I think that right. people, cause like I never signed contracts when I did yard, when I had people come do yard work at my place and yep. like jobs at my house, I've never had any contracts signed like that. But now, anytime I get a quote, it's like, yeah, here's the thing. Here's your, here's your stuff. And you're like, yeah, this is preparing because they've dealt with crap for the last three years. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm done dealing with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say. It's like some, you, like you want to be the good guy, the nice guy, and you know, be cordial to them while running your business so they don't think you're an a-hole, yeah. right? Yeah. But then there's also times where it's like, dude, I got to st- set my foot down or I'm just going to lose money on this project. And I think that's where a lot of entrepreneurs or people run their own business really struggle because they want to please everybody. And it's like, and the biggest problem there, the biggest problem that I've noticed is reviews. Dude. <laughs> oh yeah. Like that's when, that's when yep. those situations get hairy and you're like trying to work your best around situations, but you know, like you can only push so far uh-huh. and then they're going to fire back with just a big old paragraph review saying that you're a terrible person or something yeah. like yep. that. Right. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's a nightmare when that happens. Cause you can't do anything about those damage so, control, man. Yeah. It's like, you're just, you're in full damage control trying to make the situation as best as possible. Cause we've had issues where, you know, reservations have gone bad and we weren't able to do it. Or like our trailer, our trailer is hard. Cause like our staff, if staff don't show up, I can get the trailer there. And so then I'm like, yeah. You know, if I can't do it or if I can't go get the trailer there, I'm like out of town or something. There's nothing right. There's like no answer. It's like, we're not coming. I don't know what to do. I'm so sorry. And so, you know, I've, I've learned kind of like you, I have all these backup plans and all these like paperwork now where I'm like, okay, just in case now we've learned the lessons. But when you're first starting or when you're just, like I said, a couple of years ago, things weren't like this. Yeah. It was just like, yeah, we'll be there. And now I'm like, yes, we'll be there. Here's our time frame. Here's our contract. We'll be there on time. If we don't, here's what's going to happen, yada, yada. You know. I don't know if people just have like gained different expectations over the last decade. I don't know. Maybe because like you know we're so in tune with uh, technology now, it's like instant. Yeah, they expect yeah. everything else in their life to be instant. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, you have to look at that too. Yeah, like Uber, you can get food for nothing. Yeah. I was watching some reel that somebody made yesterday or TikTok someone made yesterday. And it was a guy that was like, goes to a restaurant and he orders his food and he's all, well, I noticed on Uber Eats, you're like $10 more per plate. And the guy's like, <laughs> yeah, he's like, people are going to pay to get it to their house. I'm going to make money on it. And I was like, that's some crazy stuff. But I bet you a lot of people are doing that. It's crazy. It's there's so many different, that, it's <clears> like, weird. there's a good thing with technology because there's so many different niches and markets and ways that you can market or get customers. But then it's also, you know the other side of it with Google reviews, like people can just write whatever you want. So it's, it's definitely like, even when I was in insurance, like the old school insurance agents were just, 
getting left behind because insurance they had never updated their technology yeah like anything the computers they're all still doing stuff like paper and so that was the big thing is like look all these insurance people that made a ton of money back in the day are basically being dissolved because they can't they can't stay up i bet that has a lot like the same thing with like car salesmen and stuff too yeah there's a lot of that Car right. sales is hard because most of the time people just do all their research. They know what yep. car they want, and they just come in and then walk in and get exactly what they want. That's how I am. Price. Well, when we bought our Mazda. I found yeah. that Mazda to a T. I sat down and I paid for it, and I was like, "We're out." Like yep. there was no, I don't need to drive anything else. I know exactly what we wanted. We found the model we wanted, grabbed it, and left. Well, John Watson down here, uh, Chevrolet. They're they're like that. They're like we don't negotiate price. That's just whatever it's listed at. That's what it is, and there's no. But yeah, seriously, right. when we bought our Mazda, we bought our Mazda a year ago now. Mm-hmm. And so that was like right in the middle of cars, used cars going through the roof. And it was yeah. a 2019. And there was no haggle. And so I was just like, okay, give me the paperwork. I'm out of here. Like I didn't, I wasn't going to argue, but there was nothing. Like there was no, there wasn't even like, let's get you some jazz tickets. Like, you know, that, that stuff <laughs> yeah. like, let's get you a Lagoon Pass. None of that. They yeah. knew what, they know what they have now. And, and I think that's like a lot of the market. They know what they have now, right? You can say the same that's, thing, Jeremy. And That's the used equipment market right now. Yeah. Yeah. So it's crazy. Um, I want to jump back to, so you said you've got a general contractor license. Yep. So what's the dream there? Where are you moving? Where are you moving into? Cause good question. You said it was a rough <laughs> year, the first year, first go at it. But like when I hear general contract, I'm hearing kitchens and bathrooms and stuff. Like, was that what you were thinking? Or you're thinking more stuff with landscaping and more higher end things? Like kind of give us detail on that. So I see the landscaping as a means to an end. It's something I'm good at. It's fairly easy to perform the work. It's not complicated. Um, There's a super high demand for it. And uh, I got a general contractor's license for two reasons. I mean, in Utah, uh, if you want to do build anything, you have to have a license. Um, And there was really no point in getting the landscape license. You're limited. Um, Second reason being, I eventually want to build homes and sell them. So... Uh, this year, you know, being able to purchase more equipment, that's going to give me the ability to, um, you know, do more site preparation. I'll be able to do excavation, utilities, um, stub outs, foundations, because I've got concrete guys. Yeah. Uh, and I'm working with a friend of mine uh, down in Salt Lake. His uncle is a real estate agent in Park City, uh, and he wants to fund us on a build project. So this summer, uh, Will and I are working together to get our feet wet. We're doing a detached garage project for nice. a client. We're doing a pool house for another client. So kind of to get our feet wet on the whole permitting, making sure everything's yeah. square. You know, He's going to manage the project, but I'm going to do like all the site preparation. And ultimately, that's where I want to be is get into development and that's awesome. more real estate. That's kind of the world my, my dad's in right now is in that kind of world where he's a general contractor and he does a lot of kitchens and baths, but he's done, he's ventured into building. Like he built our first house and my wife and I's first house and other projects like that. And so, and he's, I didn't know you were very well. I, so. I didn't know he, he's still doing that stuff. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Remember? So he, he had THM before, right? The big, uh, yeah, the handiest yeah. man, the big company he had, which was general contracting work of all kinds of everything. I mean, from cement to landscape to housing to everything, dude. Yeah. And that one, he closed that one because. He grew it to the point where he had so many freaking employees that like his example is I had like 30 people underneath me and it was stressful and we had, we were, we were making a ton of money, but you're also expend expending a ton of money to do these big yeah. projects for long periods of time where the profit ratios, I think from what he's kind of explained now where he's back to just like three or four guys mm-hmm. and it's just himself and he's better. out there doing it. 
like he's making money faster and probably making the same ish profit because he's getting it quicker and he's able to do it on jobs that he likes to do where he grew up so big. He was just taking jobs right now. He like, he loves kitchens and bathrooms. That's like his art. dude. Like he loves it. (laughs) It's great. And so he's kind of moved back into that since I mean, he's in, he's going to be 50 soon. So he's kind of calmed down with it a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) So, and I think that he didn't want to be behind the desk dealing with all the stress of it. He's going to, he's getting his degree now because I think he's going to do something with architecture. I mean, that's where he wants to head for his last, like, you know, 10, 15 years of work. To jump on a little business rampage here, I realized that last summer I had 15 employees, and I was like, this is sucking the life out of me. Like, I can't can't do this. Like, in in what ways? It was just so stressful. It seemed like... uh, it was you didn't make enough money to like hire someone to deal with the problems so you have to deal with the problems and then there's five projects that have problems at the same time yeah Yeah. and so you know you go from needing a fire extinguisher to a fire truck and your fire truck runs out of water fast and so does your emotional life you're like man i can't i'm pulling my hair out every day i can't deal with this anymore yeah i can imagine i have like right now i think we have about 30 employees underneath us maybe close to 40, but they're, I think the big difference and why it's not as stressful is one, I got a, su- a super solid team for both stores. So like Devin and Steve and Emily and Jake all c- and Wyatt run our stores um, combined and cover weekends and like make their lives tolerable, you know, and doing a nightlife business. But then on top of that, uh, it's a lot of part-time folks and it's a lot of people come to work for fun. So yeah. it's not as bad. There's definitely days where someone no shows or someone calls in last minute or somebody, you know, those kind of things. But it's not as bad as I can imagine a giant project. And you got to put a ton of ton of trust into building someone's home. I can imagine that's stressful. Yeah. So, so. how many employees do you have? Because I know that's a huge part of it. Like we did, we just interviewed Roosters Brewing Company and their employees seem like, hey, this is family. I mean, yeah, this is awesome. The owners care, and that, like, to me, that's really hard because you have so much on your plate to keep your employees happy. How many employees do you have, and like, what what's what's your struggles or successes with employees? Because that's that makes your business. It does. It really does. This year, um, throughout the winter, I kept over just two. Mm-hmm. Um, I hired some part time help uh, to do snow plowing, but I just kept two guys. Um, that are going to carry over into this season. I'm paying to have them uh, trained uh, in a lot of the industry-specific things like pavers and concrete and stuff. That way this season they can become like true foremen. Yeah. It's really hard to find skilled labor these days. And yeah. uh, you know, Everyone wants to play on their VR headset. I'm like, now I, when I bought the Oculus, I was like, now I get why there's a, uh, you know, no one wants to go to work. There's a labor shortage. I just tried that thing and it was awesome. (laughs) And I don't know if it's necessarily like, like they, they pull the numbers. Like we're only at 2% or something like that. I don't know where all these people are. Like, I don't feel like we're, I think there's just not a, I think it's more of a, like housing shortage. Like there's a people shortage when it comes to working too. Yeah. Like there is a lot on unemployment, but like the percentage is only like three something or two something for the state. So I think it's it's just as it's just as competitive as what we were talking about earlier. Like to get the right staff is now like yep. you got you have to do the extra yeah. mile now, right? Yeah. And and do your best. So how do you go from fifteen to two? So fifteen was peak of summer, and that was when I was just running around like a madman. And I realized there was a lot of inefficiency in my business. So I literally just like was like I, I told people I was like, hey, look, I can't keep you. Sorry, yeah, but we just can't keep doing this. 
So I had to let people go. And then by the time August, September rolled around, I was down to six. So I pretty much finished out my season with six guys. Then December came and half of them didn't want to work in the cold, just fine. And so I mainly just focused on keeping my two main guys happy uh, because those are going to be the guys that make it happen this year. Yeah. So those guys, I've done a lot to keep them happy. I mean, I've bought them nice winter gear so they're not freezing outside. I've, you know, paid them extra for plowing late nights. Um, you know, I've made sure and I've kind of changed the way that I pay people too, which they love. They don't, we don't pay hourly anymore. Yeah. Uh, we pay day rate. So they love that. Yeah. That's the things you got to do. Like when we were talking about roosters a second ago with Jordan, that's like, I, I took a lot of that podcast in two weeks ago and like yeah. i've been trying to do that since day like day one this year like how do i invest more in my team yep and make them more happy and make them want to do more and and love the job at the same time right and so focusing on making them feel like family making sure they're taken care of and i know they they got yeah. they got to eat too and yeah yeah i think that's kind of the, the i think the it's trick. i think the technology is also kind of forced business to um adapt like i was talking to insurance but on how you treat your employees too. Cause it, it used to be like business owners were just so hardcore. It's like, Oh, they need the job. And now it's, you know, you can go find a job if you don't like one. And dude, that was like the world that I came from before opening my business. Like when I worked at Budweiser, uh-huh. dude, we lived in fear. Every employee, <laughs> uh-huh. like, I don't, they don't do it anymore. And I don't want to speak too bad about it. Cause it was a great job, but like we lived in fear of being fired for like the most ridiculous things. Yeah. Most of it, most of the time. And, like, I remember, like, our big boss, it was always like, oh, if he hears about this, dude, we're in trouble. So it was like we had to fix whatever problem was as soon as we could. But, like, seriously, you had to live in, like, a fear position instead of, you know. And I think that's that's totally changed in the last three years for sure. Like, that mindset can't play um, as well. I mean, you can't let your employees employees walk all over you and do whatever the hell they want. But you can't have them. Like, living in fear is never going to be the answer. So fear of losing your livelihood is, is tough. So My goal is to inspire them to do more be more and you know i tell them like look if uh, i created like a compensation structure with all of the positions in our company that would be there even if there's not currently someone filling it and i tell them if you want to advance to this position you will get paid this much money but these are the responsibilities you have to take on and these are the skills you have to have so all of them know up front what's required of them i almost That's feel awesome. like that would work with everything in life because yeah. yeah. i remember getting my first commission job in high school's home like uh work release and just experiencing commission for this first time like wow i can actually work more and get paid more yeah <laughs> and so it i mean i guess some things might be hard to to make everything commission but i think it's a very smart route because after that commission job that's all i've had basically is commission job and the, the hourly ones that i have had we're delivering tires yeah. and it was, it was kind of the same thing that you said at Budweiser. It's like, you're always fearful of your boss, like getting on you. And with commission, I think there's a, a certain amount of freedom. It's like, you know, if I, if I didn't want to go schedule appointments one day, I didn't have to. And that's part of the freedom of real estate. Obviously, you know, it's so good right now. You want to work really hard and, you know, make as much as you can while the market's hot. But, if there's bad days, like my kids are sick or something, you know, is it, I'm, I'm not available today. I'm sorry. And that's a mentality that I think I've swapped to with my staff is giving them freedom. Like yeah, I get you've to the changed point. a lot since you've opened social acts. Yeah. Like I, I, yeah. 
So I've yeah. been, I've got <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think I have, especially after the first year of it. The first year, I think that my employees would probably say that I was overbearing because I mm-hmm. was like so concerned, yep. so scared something bad was going to happen. And I think a lot of that might have played from previous jobs. because I was still working it. So I was kind of carrying that mindset over. Yeah. But the second, like Devin's a prime, prime example. She's my main general manager. She's kind of over both my locations. I remember when you hired her. Yeah. You very first opened. I was still, yeah. I was working for you. Yeah. So she's yeah. like prime example. Like I threw her to the fire right when we, the first day she came in, I put her in a party of 20. Remember? And well, I, she had like, it was like sink or swim. Yeah. And that mindset, like she killed it. And so then it's like, I've just given more and more freedom. And now like half the time she kicks me out of the store. She's like, you really don't need to be here today. I don't know what you're here for. Like, yeah. get out. I'm like, <laughs> all right. That's, That's awesome. great to have employees like that though. And yeah. I think some employees also, have, like you say, are kind of control freaks. Um, even my mortgage guys, like my hardest part was I, I wanted my business ran a certain way and then hiring someone that I trusted and letting go. Did you ever experience that with, with your stuff? Yeah. I mean, I had a, a guy that I hired on and he seemed to want to like make it his way. And I was like, no, I, I do these things for a reason. And I was like, if you don't want to work, like if you don't want to f- essentially like follow the systems and processes I put in place, then you don't get to work here. Like this isn't your show. Go start your own business. Yeah. That's yeah. what I said. I was like, dude, you you can't choose this stuff. It's not like I'm asking you to do hard things. Yeah. Sorry, I just have to stand up. You're good. <laughs> so, well, well, yeah. It, I, I don't think people understand how hard it is under or starting your own business and the yeah. struggles that come with it. Everyone says they want to, but then actually doing it, you know, I've had moments too, just as a real estate agent, because it's pretty similar to opening your own business. Maybe not the same risk financially taking out loans, but you realize like this is on me. Yep. And I wouldn't change it for the world though. No. Like right now. And and it, it changes your life, but there's always moments too in the beginning or when you're struggling, it's like, should I have stayed at my job? Should I go oh, yeah. get another job? Uh, would it be easier? Talks today. <laughs> yeah. talks today. I'm like, do I need to go get a day job for a minute? Like, I don't know. So, yeah. It's kind of, I am a member of this group online. I pay to be a member of it. And it's a bunch of other like-minded business owners. Um, and I've found a lot of strength in that because the people in there think the same way I do. Yeah. They, they think about growing. They think about, you know, taking the next step. They're, they recognize that they have made the decision to not get a job yep. and they don't want to go back. Yeah. And so, you know, they're, they're dedicated to make it happen. And it's crazy to see what some of these guys are doing. Yeah. yeah. One other thing I wanted to ask too, cause, um, at one of my business classes at LDSBC, it was this, um, he was like an angel investor, kind of like shark tank, but obviously not as big as them. And he said he noticed that entrepreneurs come from other entrepreneurs, like family members. Did you have any of that influence in your life growing up? Actually, no. Like my, I, my family, I'm not really connected with much of my extended family. Mm-hmm. Um, but I always knew, like, I guess from being a young, a young man growing up, like I had, I had jobs during high school doing construction and working for people. But in my small town, it was different. You know, it wasn't like you worked for a company. 
you worked for a person and that person treated yeah. you like a person. Yeah. And I recognized when I came into the workforce and worked for another company, I was like, I don't enjoy this. I don't enjoy the way I'm being treated. I don't yeah. like feeling like I'm going to get fired. I was like, I don't enjoy any of this. You're a little machine. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Dude, so get on a light note. I want to talk. I, I feel like this is a good question. Hopefully this. Um, do you have a job that you've done in Utah that you can drive by and see that you look at and you're like, I made that. Yeah. That's beautiful. I love doing that. That's my thing. I love yep. doing that. I've done, <laughs> little, I've done little projects. Like I've done a little bit of landscaping and I've done, like I worked for my father and we used like, for example, in Centerville, I think it's the target. Like we put, they have those like pyramid tops. Yeah. Yep. Like yeah. we built those pyramid tops, right? Like no one will care at all in the world that I right. had a part to doing that. Yep. But like, I was like, yeah, I helped do that. Like, that's cool to me. Right. My wife gets irritated because I drive around. <laughs> I'm like, hey, I worked over there and I worked over there. <laughs> right. Like you got like a little bit of yourself all over town, which is cool. Yep. But do you have one in mind that you're like, that's the one, that's my favorite one. You see, most of the time I'm working in people's backyards, so right. you can't yeah. see it. <laughs> yeah. So there's a couple front yards that, I'm probably proud of down in uh Layton area. Nice. So a couple subdivisions. They're not fancy, but this year we've got some good stuff on the books. Yeah. We've got some, some, some big ones. ones. You'll be able to drive by those and be like, I built that thing. That's yep. nice. Yeah. So, yep. It's fun to to watch your your stories on social media too. So um let's wrap it up. We've we've gone pretty pretty dang no, not long. We usually do forty five. But good. but we yeah. just started late because Braden's a busy, busy man. But um, I slacked is what it was. It's like slacked and that bit me in the ass. I knew it was going. We through. all have it, or it all happens, or you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> it happens to all of us. Yeah. Um, so if people want to get in touch with you, social media, where where's the best place to get in touch with you or follow you? Social media, follow us on Instagram, Elmwood Landscape. Elmwood Pretty easy. Landscape. Yep. I have to repeat that. I don't know if I just screwed <laughs> yeah. that up. Where is it? Braden dropped his phone. Elmwood Landscape. Elmwood Landscape on Instagram. That's hey, where we're going to look it up. That's where we're going to showcase a lot of our work. Um, okay. You can also just find us on 89 if you drive north yeah. toward uh, I 84. You see us out there. Uh, or our website. It's just elmwoodlandscape.com. Just followed okay. you. Yep. I'm your nice. 94th follower. Hey, we're working on that. Yeah. I'm not saying, I wasn't saying like it's a bad thing. I'm just saying that's what I hey, am, 94. A, a plug for <laughs> the social 94. media people. Yeah. Uh, my wife took social media in college, and uh, posting reels on Instagram creates a lot of engagement. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's oh, like the your, your market, dude, before and afters, and like oh, as yeah. you're building, yeah. oh, people love those they, they eat it up. Yeah, that's good stuff. <clears throat> well, we appreciate your time. It's always awesome to be able to sit down and, yeah. and take an hour to learn about somebody and learn how their business operates. I think we said this last time that we benefit a lot from this podcast as business owners, just learning, you know, different tricks and different things that people do. So, um, we always enjoy it. I think it's always fun. And if you get any big projects or things that you have in the future that you want to push out to the world, we are here. And, yeah. Even if you need yeah, to hire people, we'll just like make a hiring podcast. Hey, well, yeah. <laughs> Might take yeah. you up on that. Yeah. <laughs> so nice. we appreciate you and uh we'll see you guys next week. Yep. Thanks. See y'all later. See y'all. Thanks. See ya. Bye.